0: Well, it's good to be here tonight, and it's certainly an honor and a privilege for me to be here and have my wife with me, and uh, I'm glad you're here. If you were not here, I wouldn't need to be here, and uh, that was real good, wasn't it? Uh, but I appreciate you being here. What a privilege and honor it is to be be here. I appreciate you, Pastor, asking me to come. And then I appreciate all the faithful prayers of God's people. Thank you for praying for me. And, uh, as you know, I've been sick and had some sickness, or they said I had some sickness. got this real rare type cancer. Uh, <clears throat> they say I have cancer. I have no symptoms. and uh, But I've <clears throat> been fooling with this cancer for about 10 years, and uh, it started right here in my neck. And, and uh, they said, you know, about 10 years, you're 90% of the time, it's going to come back and probably in your lungs. And sure enough, that's what it's done. And uh <clears throat> so... But I appreciate your prayers. We've had surgery, we've got along well, and uh, just, just doing real good. And it's because of your faithful prayers. And I certainly certainly appreciate that. I don't know when my day will come, when I'll pass over, but I may outlive every one of you. And uh, so, uh, uh, you know, I, I, what, would, what would thrill me is for Jesus just to just take us all together. That would be wonderful. I lost my dad just, it's been about a month ago. And for years, all my life, we've, uh, uh, in church, we've sang, uh, I've got more to go to heaven for than I had yesterday. And that's true. That song has become more of a reality. Uh, you know, we're going to get to see our Lord and Savior Jesus. And I, you know, we read about, and I'm, I'm certainly, I believe in the rapture and I believe I have a home in heaven, but I really can't comprehend. I don't have the mentality. To really comprehend what that's going to be like, but I know it's going to be wonderful. And uh, but then to not only see my Lord and Savior, but to be with those who have gone before us, all the saints that we have known, we grew to love, and uh, they're there. And then our, our, our loved ones, and uh, I have I had four wonderful grandparents, and they're all in heaven. I'm thankful they knew the Lord, and uh, now my dad's there. And so uh, it would just really it would thrill me tonight to never have to go to another funeral and never have to go visit the bedside of someone who is on their deathbed, but for Jesus to come back and take us home. And uh, no more aches, no more pains, no more cancer, no more coronavirus. Sound like a wonderful thing, doesn't it? And uh, hey, that could happen. I believe that. That could happen tonight. I hope you're ready. I trust you are. Again, thank you for uh, allowing me to be here, and what a privilege this is. You have, a this is the second time, I think, that my wife and I have been here, and uh, this is the first time I preached, but uh, you have a wonderful, wonderful, beautiful building, and uh, you're to be commended for it, and keep it looking that way, and I know you will. Turn your Bibles, if you would, please, to Matthew chapter 5. I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 4. Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 4. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 4, and we'll begin reading in verse number 18. Verse number 18. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. And going on from thence, he saw other two brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them. And they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and helping all manner of sickness, and all manner of disease among the people. Let's pray. Father, we love you tonight. We thank you, Lord, that you love us. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of salvation, for your grace, and for your mercy. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the scriptures in which you have allowed us to have a copy of, and Lord, to read from tonight, and. To study, and I pray God that you would just use them now to speak to our hearts, Lord. I pray that you'd help me. Help me say what needs to be said, but Father, I pray that you bless now the, the the preaching, bless this church, have your will and way tonight. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. This here in this passage really is the the beginning of the earthly ministry of our Savior Jesus Christ, uh, John the Baptist at this time, has already gotten in trouble with Herod. He is now in prison. John the Baptist preached the message of repentance, and it wasn't received very well. And, uh, of course, he came preaching repentance, preaching the gospel and uh, uh, baptizing. And Jesus Christ, uh, not only did John the Baptist, I'm sure, had crowds, but there was a great crowd, great crowds of of people that uh, followed the Lord and Savior. I can't really imagine, or I can only imagine as to what it must have been, how it must have looked. There was really uh, not, a, not a building that would contain the crowds. And now he is in there in Capernaum, and he continues to preach the message of repentance, what needed to be repreached. Uh, and, and at this time, uh, we've got to remember, we've got to know that Israel had not yet rejected Jesus Christ. He was preaching the uh, message of repentance and the gospel of the kingdom. And had they not rejected Jesus Christ, uh, he would have set up... The the king was there, ready to begin the kingdom and set up the kingdom. But we know, of course, Israel did reject Jesus Christ. And uh, he ended up on the cross of Calvary. But as the people gather there to hear and see, to hear the words that Jesus has to preach, can you imagine... And to see the works that he was able to do, healing the sick, and, and touching those that were lame, and the deaf, and, and, and giving sight to the blind. I can only imagine. And could it, could it just think of what, to, I just wondered exactly what he preached. We don't know everything. But just wonder exactly what he preached, and how, what he said, how he said it. Had to be something. Imagine if Jesus were to, uh, in bodily form, to walk through those doors tonight. Of course, I can tell you, I would sit down. I wouldn't be here. Just imagine that. But as he is doing this, he's there in Capernaum. The Bible says, as we read a moment ago, that he sees two men. And I want to take my verse, really, uh, that I want to preach to you from, is verse number 21. And in verse number 21, he says he sees two brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John. He sees these two men, and they were, I don't think they were out of the ordinary men. I don't think they were men of great means, I think these men were uh, more of uh, a common type men. These men, they were they were fishermen. In other words, that was their daily task. That was their profession. They did that to uh, uh, feed their families, to provide a means to support themselves and their families. So they were working men. Well, he sees these two, and the Bible says uh, that they were they were brethren. Not only had they uh, already. Come to Jesus, and we don't have that account here, but we know they they must have been saved. They were brethren not only in the Lord, but they were also physically brethren. They were disciples. They were disciples. They were followers. They were family. And uh, can I tell you tonight, I'm glad. I don't know many of you, and many of you I've only met for the first time tonight, but uh, we are brethren in Jesus Christ. If you know Jesus as your personal Savior, we're in the family of God. Well, he sees these men, and uh, they're, they're, what they're doing, they're not exactly fishing this, at this time, but they're mending their nets. In other words, uh, they're making repairs. You and I, I'm sure we would not fish the way these men uh, fish. We did not follow their practice. They fish with nets. When I go to the coast and fish, I fish with a hook, line, and sinker. Two hooks at best, and, and just hope for the, for the most, right? The, these men, uh, they were fishing for nets, and that, that was their business. But in this particular day, they were there mending their nets. They were making repairs. They were cleaning their nets. They were adding strength to their nets. And it's with that thought, I want to bring you a message and just a few short points about mending our nets. These brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. Well, you and I, we need to mend our nets at times. Again, we're not talking about a physical net. I don't know they even have a net. I think I do have a, have a small net I use maybe to bring up a fish from, a, from the uh, side of a pier. But uh, this, was, this was a net, and I don't know exactly how it must have been shaped, how big it was, the size of it. But it was a net that was used from their boats, and they were mending that net. The need for mending the net. We'll park here just for a moment. You know, there is a need for net mending. And that uh, that because the, the net gets worn, the net gets worn from use. It gets torn. Uh, it uh, and and when it gets worn and when it gets torn, then what happens? Well, it gets weak, does it not? Something that's frayed, that's from use. Uh, it becomes worn. Then uh, it gets it's it, it gets weak and, and uh, it gets it gets dirty and and so they needed to mend the nets. And I was thinking, in our life, spiritually speaking, physically as well, sometimes our nets need mending. Our spiritual nets need repair. Sometimes our spiritual nets, they get worn and they get torn and they become weak and and they get dirty and they need mending. See, sometimes just the struggles of life will begin to wear on our nets, the struggles of life. And boy, there's many struggles. And after we face a struggle day by day and week by week and month by month and some years, some, some, some live in struggles for years, it can take a toll not only physically but sometimes spiritually as well. There's some great Christians, I'm sure, and probably some here tonight, much greater than I, much better Christians than I am. But at best, at best, through the struggles of life, your net, your spiritual net, becomes weakened. It was the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter seven. He said these words. He says, "For I know that in me that it's that uh, that is sin in my flesh." dwelleth no good thing. He says, I know this. Inside of me, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. And then he goes on to say, he says, for the good that I would, I do not. That which I should do, that which I want to do, that which I have a desire to do, I don't do it. But the evil which I would not, that I do. That was a struggle. That was a fight. And that wasn't just a one-day thing. Hey, that was a daily thing. That's why he also said, I die daily. And you and I, we're no different from Paul. We have this old flesh to deal with. We have this old man that we're living with, the Adamic flesh. And it is a struggle. It is a fight day in and day out. And after a while, it can certainly be, uh, take its toll. Yes, it can. Sometimes it's easy just to give in to the flesh, is it not? Sure. The struggles of life can weaken our nets Sometimes just the stress of life can certainly take its toll on us. My, Some of you may be stressed tonight over this coronavirus. Lisa Lisa and I was talking on the way over tonight a little bit about it, and that's what you hear on the news. And my, I'm telling you what, if you don't control your mind... Hey, you can hear all the negativity in the news and think about this thing. And boy, your mind can run wild, can run away with you and get all the added stress of all the negative news and everything that's going on in this world. Hey, it can certainly stress us out, not only physically, but spiritually as well. There's stress and just paying the bills, it seems, at times, Right? There seems like a lot of times there's more month than there is money. You ever been there? Yeah. That adds stress. The demands that have been placed upon us in these very modern times also can add great stress. And through the stress of the, and the struggles of this life, hey, our spiritual net can become worn and it can be- become torn and it becomes dirty and we lose our effectiveness to catch fish. And we'll say more about that. Sometimes our net needs mending because of the struggles and the stresses of life. Here's one that gets me. What about the demands of technology? I am technologically challenged. Especially when it comes to my iPhone. (laughs) Somebody else is too. I'm glad I'm not living in this world by myself. I've got a, Lisa and I both, we we surprised ourselves this year for Christmas with an eye, with with a watch. That's the most amazing thing. And uh, that thing even tells you when to breathe. And uh, it just did something right now. I don't know what it did, but I'll try to figure it out when I get home. But I, I'm, I'm just challenged. And, and, and now you can't, you can't go to the public library. You can't do anything unless you know how to work a computer. And you can't even watch TV unless you know how you've been getting an education on how to operate the controller. I'm just saying, kind of weak examples, but yet, hey, it is challenging, and it can add stress in our days. Sickness, oh, sickness also affect our nets. You can be, get so discouraged with news, the bad news of sickness. We all have plans, we all have dreams, we all have goals, and what we want to be, where we want to go, what we want to be able to do, and then this thing of sickness comes, and it changes. <laughs> it changes our schedules, does it not? Lord, I had my surgery back October the first. I certainly last year at this time, I would have never planned that. No, no, I, I can think of a lot more, a lot uh, better things to do than having been in the hospital and having them take out part of your lung. I'm just saying, hey, it changes things. And it can add stress and add uh, to the, uh, it can certainly tire our spiritual nets and weaken us if we let it. Some of you probably dealing, and I don't know anything about it, you're dealing with some things right now. Sickness or some things, some struggles that no one knows but you and the Lord. And sad to say, sin certainly can affect our nets. Yeah. Sin can definitely. Tear and wear our nets. They can become dirty. The need for mending is great. Making those repairs, those spiritual repairs is great. That's why we're here tonight. That's why we'll be here Sunday. That's why we fall on our knees in prayer. That's why we we do the things that we know we should do. That's why we read the Word of God. Why? Because we're spending uh, time mending our The need for mending. Number two, the neglect of mending our net. Sometimes we just fail to do it. Sometimes we just fall off the wagon. Sometimes we don't pray. Sometimes we don't read the Bible. Sometimes we're just not faithful. Sometimes we just don't trust the Lord as we should. Sometimes we just don't act like a Christian should. Sometimes we don't have Christ-like thoughts. By the way, we're not perfect. We still have this old flesh. That's right. I'm not excusing sin. I'm just saying, hey, hey, it's a job. The neglect of mending our nets. Why is it neglected? Well, I'll tell you, it's no glory in mending, it's a lot of fun catching the fish. You men, maybe women too, if you're a fisherman, you know what it's like to be able to catch that trophy fish or trophy fish. I've never heard of trophy fish, trophy buck, maybe. You know what I mean. Hey, I mean, those fish tails, they can become like this. But to be able to haul that big catch in, hey, it means something. There's a lot of fun in there. You can brag about that. Hey, you can show that off, you can get your picture. But you know what? there's no fun. There's no glory. If you're behind the scenes, it's in that quiet time in early in the morning or late at night when you're there and you're reading the scripture or you're on your knees in prayer. That's work. There's no one there clapping their hands for you or giving you a pat on the back or praising your name. No, because you're mending. You're making the repairs that are needed because of the stresses and the struggles and the sickness and the sinful world that we live in has worn and torn that net. No pat on the back. Many times it's this is mending is done alone. That's right. It's that alone time. And can I tell you, it's contrary. It's contrary to what you want to do a lot of time. You say, preacher, are you telling me the truth? Listen. It is work. I mean, it is work sometimes for me to sit down and read the scriptures. It is. Preacher, you've got to be kidding. You're just that. Year. Yes, it's work. I'm just like you. Just like you. The devil will fight you. Even worse than that, I think praying can be the hardest thing to do. Because there's so many things out here that wants to captivate our minds and our attention. The devil knows there's power and strength in prayer. The neglect of mending our nets. Mending. It could be you neglect it because it's an apology that needs to be offered to a fellow Christian. It could be that there's You neglect it because maybe there's some bitterness there, hard feelings that you have towards another brother or sister in the Lord. It could be that there's some bitterness there that you have towards God Almighty. It could be. A lot of people feel hard at God. You go out and knock on doors. You get out and talk to people about the Lord. And you'll find out that people really, they feel hard against the church and against the Lord for various reasons. Yes. And so the mending, the, the, the mending of the net many times is neglected. God help us that we neg- uh, do not collect, neglect mending our net. Thirdly tonight, notice the necessity. The necessity of mending our net. You know, without it... We lose the blessings. We lose the blessings. These men, had they not taken some time just to sit down and to make repairs to that net, repair the places that were torn, clean that old dirty net so that it would hold a catch, the fish. Hey, I want to tell you, it hurts. It hurts if you're a fisherman and you're there and you're trying to catch some fish and you lose that fish. Man, that hurts, especially. And the one you lose will be the one, the biggest one you've ever hooked. And all you can say is you wouldn't believe, you wouldn't believe what I had on my line. You just wouldn't believe it. No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. You, you made a correct statement. We would not. You know why? Because, hey, you failed, you failed maybe to make the necessary repairs that needed to have been made. I've got to where every year now I go to the coast fishing, I just, and I like to go down there and fish. I'll just put new line on my reels. I don't like catching the fish, and again, it's the big one, and you hook in it, and it breaks. <laughs> don't neglect, don't neglect Making the mend, mending the net, so it is. There is a necessity. Oh, without it, we lose the blessings. And boy, that hurts. Some of us tonight. God is <laughs> that God is full of. He rich, can richly bless each one of us, and probably desire. And I know He does. To bless so much And that we are, but yet there could be more blessings if we had would not neglect. This mending the necessity is great see it's necessary because others will benefit as well think about it these two men james and john they fish to support their families and others Not only when they caught fish did their families enjoy that, but now think about it. I don't know how it was done, how it was transpired, but they would take that fish if they took it to the market. There was fish available for others as well. And so not only did James and John benefit from the catch, but also many others that would come to the market to buy or to trade for some fish. And that's the way it is with us tonight. If we're not what we ought to be spiritually, then others are going to lose blessings as well. If we're, what we are to, if we're to be what we are spiritually should be, what we should be, then others are going to receive blessings too. If God is blessing us because we're doing right and we're keeping our nets mended, then we can be a blessing to others. It just affects me, you, and everyone else. McConnell Road Road Baptist Church and the community. If this church is what it should be, it keeps its nets clean, keeps them whole, and and keeps them mended. Not only will God bless this church, but through that, McConnell Road can bless the community. That's right. The necessity of mending our net lastly look at verse number 21 again <clears throat> the Bible says in going from thence he saw other two brethren James and John if we're faithful in mending our nets we'll receive the father's notice <clears throat> We may not, again, we may not receive the notice of our brother in Christ, which is fine. That's that's wonderful. Really, my prayer time is a personal time. My Bible reading time is a very personal time to me. My time of confession isn't for the whole church to know. You don't need to know everything I do in my life. It's not your business. It's between me and God. Now, if I'm out here publicly living a life of immorality then it needs to be dealt with. But I'm to confess my sin to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm not to come in here to receive a pat on the back. But I, I, I'm simple enough to believe if I do right, God's going to bless me. Maybe not so much monetarily as what these TV evangelists would have you to believe. I know the Lord take care of me though. Amen. And when I do right and I believe this, it's like when I was growing up my earthly father, when I did right, can I tell you he always took notice. He did. He did. Took notice when I done wrong as well. But these two men received the father's notice. And what happened? He called Yes, they were his children already. They were one of his. But it didn't stop there. Their relationship grew. Yes, they were a follower. They were a disciple. But they became two of the twelve. He called. He noticed them. And I think the same holds true to us. God will honor those who honor Him. Amen. That's right. God will honor the church who honors Amen. Him. Net mending. Really, it's nothing scientific, nothing new to this to the, to, to us. It's just pra- very practical. It's just, it has to be done. It has to be done. So in closing tonight, I don't know what time you normally let it out, but uh, I, uh, we took off on a plane just a moment ago, and I've flown around now. And I'm ready to land this plane. Okay? We're not going to fly around, hover around, just up there to be flying. I'm, I'm about through flying. So we're going to land it. We're going to hit the runway here in just a second. But I'm just, let me ask you this. How's your net tonight? I'm not going to have an invitation. I know you don't have an invitation on Wednesday night. I'm not used to giving an invitation on Wednesday night. But I will ask you this. What's your net like? What's your net like? If it's worn, think it not strange. that's, That's just normal. That's just going to happen. If it's torn, that's okay. Your your net, you can do right, and your net still get torn. John the Baptist at this time was in prison. That's okay. If it's dirty, Peter's feet had to be washed because he was walking in this dirty world. That's okay. It's going to get dirty. (laughs) If you want to stay clean, uh, you, you know, and pristine, just put it up, hang it up, and not do anything with it, and nothing will ever be accomplished. There's going to be mistakes made. You're going to get dirty. You're going to get worn. You're going to get torn. But just make sure that you don't neglect the time it takes and the effort that's required in mending your net, spiritually speaking. Father, we love you tonight. We thank you, Lord, for this passage of Scripture. And help us to be faithful now. We need your help. We're not capable. We can't do that. We've got to have your help. The flesh doesn't want to keep a clean net. But I pray, Father, you'd help us now in mending our nets in these days. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Brother.